when you are out with your dog and your dog poops, you've scooped it, you've got it in a bag, there are no public trash cans around. Do you hold on to it until you either get home or you pass a public trash can or do you use someone else's trash can that's on the street so they're like own trash cans? That's, I feel like that's like Washington's claim to fame, serial killers and starting the wave. <laughs> anyway. Any wave. Any wave. Uh, any wave. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is the With a Dog podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly. And I'm your sometimes host, Izzy. She's back. She's back. What? what? Oi! Oi! (laughs) (laughs) All right. For any newbies, Izzy, Izzy, I don't, I don't know. It's like you're right. It's a sometimes co-host. Izzy joins us once a month for the monthly scoop. For the monthly scoop today, we've got the May monthly scoop for you guys. We've got our life updates, our recommendations. Then we have the monthly updates of anything related to your pet that may be important to you. And then we have at the end, we're going to round it out with a monthly poll that I did earlier a couple weeks ago that was very divided. It's a fun new game. We're going to do it every month, guys. So stick around to the end because we're going to talk about... I guarantee you'll have an opinion and you'll want to talk about it with us, friends, DMers. Everyone shared their opinion. Yeah. And we're going to share it with you guys. I didn't even know I had an opinion until I heard other people's opinion. Exactly. Anyway, could okay. go down a rabbit hole. So first things first, Izzy, it's been a few weeks. Yeah. How's, how are you? What have you been up to? Um, I've been good. Thanks for asking. Things that I've been up to. Nearly finished season four of Love Island. So that's a win. <laughs> I've progressed and started to watch it before work. Oh my God. Yeah. So you go to work so early. I know, just like 20 minutes while I usually sit in silence or I did sit in silence with a cup of tea and I just like looked out the window and now I watch Love Island for that that 20 minutes. I'm sorry. (laughs) Going from the silence of like nice, the nice morning with your cup of tea to Love Island having people be like, yeah, she mugged me off. And then like, (laughs) is, I mean, that is one extreme to the other for sure. Yeah. And you know what? Okay. I read a quote the other day that was, surround yourself with you know things that influence you in a positive way (laughs) and I literally like looked at the ground in shame because I've just (laughs) been surrounding myself with Love Island and I was like I have to find a positive in this so that I can continue doing it it keeps you in touch it keeps me in touch with my reality with your British heritage with my British heritage I feel like my accent is a little bit more British and also I feel like although it's very spicy they're quite open in communication. You know, yeah. they have to be because they're like on an island, they're trying to find love. And it's like, if something yeah. isn't working on day one, they just like have to say it and they can't like avoid the situation, just not talk to them. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm learning lessons from these people. It's better just to say it <laughs> than to keep it inside. You're just, you're really trying to pull out any and all silver lining from this situation. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you're trying I- to justify this so hard. 
Like, yeah, they're just, they're really good at communication and relationships. They're over here in a bikini, drunk, being like, uh, I got to know him. He doesn't have very good chat after like one, one conversation and they move after to the one next chat guy. by the pool. Yeah. But you just, when you know, you know. Okay. Well, good for yeah. you. Yeah. So, Love Island. Love Island. I, I fully support Love Island. So I'm fine with this. Me too. Yeah. I love it. My roommate is moving out. So mm-hmm. that means our spare bedroom. We just we thought, oh, we'll try and find another roommate. But our current roommate, like he's just the best. Like we hardly yeah. ever see him. When we do, he like plays with Arthur and he's like clean. And yeah. he's there's no way we could replace him. So spare room is spare room. Mm-hmm. Um now going to become my Love Island room because when I watch Love Island, Chase is like Banish yeah. to our bedroom. Does he not? Wa- does he refuse to watch it? Yeah, Michael watch it with me. He loves it. <laughs> Love Island has caused more issues in my marriage than <laughs> literally anything else that me and Chase have been through. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna have a Love Island room. I was thinking I'm gonna decorate it like the villa. <gasps> yes. So like all like white with like the bright pink and green with like some and- neon water bottles. Yeah, with yeah. my name on it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be great. So I'm really excited. So that's your life. So that's my life. Um, Arthur is doing well. He's currently, um, look at him. He's like, he's so cute. He's like, he's in a little ball on Izzy's lap right now. Yeah, he's a good boy. Um, He has had, well, it just started this just this past couple of weeks. Um, and it's so subtle. And so we take him up to the park and we like to play fetch and We'll play our little like abandon Arthur game where we like chuck the ball. <laughs> where you leave then, him at the park. And then we leave yeah. and we're like, bye Arthur. And then he gets all like, ah, and runs after us. <laughs> Just extra exercise for him because sometimes yeah. he gets bored. Um, He started after we finished our little set of games um, he'll just start tailing behind us, which is really, really unlike him. Regardless mm-hmm. of how long we've, we've spent at the park, he's usually in front of us. He knows where he wants to go. And he's just been like tailing behind. Sometimes he'll stop and just stare at us. So I just knew that there was something wrong. Yeah. I knew this wasn't normal for him. And some people, not naming names, was like, oh, he's just being a mature boy now. And he doesn't want to like run off and me, 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 me. So, okay, well, I feel – I'm assuming you're talking about Chase. Maybe. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I feel like that's so different than his usual. Usually he's overprotective dog dad. I know. But I think because for once, like, it's not technically abnormal for a dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he just didn't really think that it was abnormal. But it was abnormal for him Mm because he never does that. And it's Mm -hmm. not as if, like, a dog suddenly grows up in the matter of two weeks. Yeah. And like stops being who they are. Yeah. So I knew that there was something wrong, but I couldn't like solicit any pain. And he was playing with a toy yesterday and he just like made a really random yip. Mm-hmm. And again, I like, couldn't solicit any pain or anything. Um, and he was fine. Like he was walking around, he was jumping on the couch. And, like everything was fine. He was eating, drinking, all that good stuff. Yeah. So today I got to work and. Our PT was like, oh, there's space on the schedule if he wants to go in the treadmill. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, that would be good. Could you just check him out and see if you see anything? Yeah. And he was actually sore in his lower back. Um, and he wasn't like 
in pain like he just like whipped his head around really quick so there was like some kind of discomfort when she was like pressing on his spine and so she gave him a little massage and some laser therapy today and he was much better but I'm probably gonna get his spine x-rayed mm-hmm. um just because it is really common for corgis to have like degenerative spinal diseases so yeah I'm um, I'm just gonna get a baseline just yeah. to see it could just be like a muscular thing um just from like play and fetch and stuff so it's not like anything that we should really worry about right now but overprotective so i'm just gonna do my due diligence yeah get his baseline um but everything else was good like his hip alignment was good and like his gait and everything was fine so it's okay so it's just spine x-ray see what's going on with him yeah yeah just to confirm and if there's nothing going on then it's like great but then if in the future if like next year something similar happens and we can then compare those two x-rays and be like, this is what's happened in the past 12 oh, months. yeah. You'll get like a baseline mm-hmm. if there isn't anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're thinking. Or that's what Good. I'm thinking. Yeah. Chase has no say. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's happening. Oh, poor Artie. So, but um, yeah, he's, he's doing well otherwise, it seems like. Yeah. And you know what? I'm just like feeling his muscle here, like his shoulder muscle. Yeah. He's like ripped as fuck. Yeah, he is. He's so ripped. Yeah. Proud he's of him. He's fit. Yeah. Well, speaking of ripped, um, Albie is no longer – I mean, he's still muscly, but he is now, like, my lean runner skinny boy. <laughs> Woo! I know. I know. He got a little chunky in the winter. And, I mean, don't we all? And <laughs> and so I've been running with Albie, and we're actually, like, we're doing well. He's doing really well. I've been, like, slowly training him to actually run with me, not just pull you. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's more like he will stop to sniff something. And, like, yank me back. Mm. And so I've kind of, like, slowly got him to commands, like, when we run, we run. And then I have, like, an interval of walking. And then that's when he knows he can sniff things. Mm -hmm. And then – or even, like, when we are running and he – I can kind of tell he's about to stop and sniff something. I have, like, a little – it's not really a command, but I'll just kind of, like, uh-uh. And he'll he'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. and keep running. So well, that's good. Yeah. So he yeah. is like a lean machine now. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, look at you, Elvis. Not that he was ever like, I don't know. I don't think anyone would look at him and be like, he's fat ever. But he, like, because he's a thick dog anyway. But you can yeah. definitely, I can definitely see like he is leaner now. Like that really, he's got that like really good like tummy tuck. Good anyway, job. I know. Well thank you. Thank you. If I happen to lean out in the process of running him too, that would be great. That would be fantastic. That'd be awesome. Someone could just control my food. But um, yeah, that's. I think that's my life update. Nothing too much has really been going on. As everyone knows, I've been just focusing on the podcast and that's about it. Learning to interview people solo. I know. How's whole, that been? A whole new experience. Um, Sounds great. I mean, it's nice to connect with people in that way. Of course, I still miss you being there with me and like adding in that third voice. Grab me a river. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it's like it's going well. I think it's more – I'm focusing a little bit more on how to interview. Mm. Whereas I feel like before there were enough of us in the conversation that we kind of just rolled on with it. Yeah. And now I'm trying to be like, oh, okay, how do I add – entertainment and yeah and, you know like really gr- get the good questions in there because sometimes like you would ask a really good question and then i would and then it would kind of like yeah and now i'm like oh shoot 
And sometimes Don't like, ask something stupid, Carly. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes like my question would spark your question, whereas like yes. you wouldn't have necessarily thought of it and vice versa. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, so I think, yeah, that's our our update, life updates. It's so nice to have Izzy back for this monthly scoop. But next, you kind of already covered it, Izzy, but we're doing our recommendations now. So, so obviously my constant lifestyle is love island yes i've got like 150 episodes left until <laughs> there's no more one season no. <laughs> <laughs> and then this year's season is going to come out anyway yeah so it's going to go on forever and i'm really really happy other things that i am watching mosquito coast so i just got apple tv okay um which like probably the best five dollars that i've spent in a really long yeah. time um so apple tv go out and get it Mosquito Coast is about this family. I'm not quite sure what's happening right now because it's early days. I'm only on the, I've just finished the fourth episode. Okay. And it comes out every Friday. Um, This family is on the run for some reason. We're not sure why, but there's like people who come after them. In what? In the US? In the US. And then they flee to a country. I'm not going to spoil it, but they flee to a country and they have kids and the kids are like, why are we running away? What's going on? Where do mosquitoes come into this? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. But All right. Mosquito like, coast. Yeah. There's like a picture of the of the wife as like a NASA astronaut suit. Okay. And so, so it's kind like, of like mystery, thrillery? Drama. Suspense. Suspense. Thriller. Okay. Action. Okay. All of those. All right. Yeah. All of the above. Okay. Mosquito Coast. Mosquito Coast. Speaking of Apple TV. Ted Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Best TV show ever. Second season coming out in July. Mm -hmm. It's just easy watching. It's just so nice to watch. It's so nice to watch. Yeah. It's like, I think, okay, so Mike and I watched it. And for all the listeners who don't know, we lived in London for a few years. We lived in Richmond, which is where this was filmed. And so... It was really fun to watch, like, to see some pubs on there, like, where it was filmed. Like, we literally, like, we stood on that street corner and yeah. stuff. Like, And it wasn't, like, you know, Tower of London where I feel like anyone could be like, I've been there. But it was, yeah. like, actual little places in our neighborhood that yeah. we knew and loved and had walked by 20 times. So that was really cool to watch. But the best part, I thought, was... The whole premise, if anyone is interested in watching it, highly, highly recommend. It's a little 30-minute episodes. Only one season. Jason Sudeikis is a football coach, as in like American football. And he goes over. He is hired to be a coach for like a professional soccer. Yeah, like Premier League. Like outside of London. And it's just like all of the comedy that ensues. But also it's a feel good. Like they also are able to weave in some good drama i think i think so and it's just yeah it's like about the players and the owner of the club who is a badass woman loved her loved her character yeah all around it's so good but what i what i think really resonated with us was that he was an american and moved to london or moved to the uk and had to like just some of that little thing that i was like he was like, what? It's called boots, not like cleats, not, you know, just like different little words. And yeah, it's just watching an American stumble through this kind of different culture. Yeah. 
was highly enjoyable. <laughs> because, You're like, yes, it's not just me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like that was that was us. So highly recommend. Yeah, Ted love Lasso. a bit of Ted, La- Ted Lasso. Um, that's else? all I'm watching on TV. That's all you got. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Products. Yes. Yeah. What else? Well, big shout to my manager Noel because she has this toy. It's called a Quizzle. It's Q W I Z L E, I think. Um, it's made by the same people who do the topple games. What is that? West Paws? West Paw, I think. West Paw. West Paw. <laughs> Paw? Paw? West Paw. Um, um, okay. And so it's like a cylinder. It looks like a very modern bone. It's like mm-hmm. a cylinder thing. It's thicker at the ends than it is in the middle. And then it's got like a, a hole that goes through the middle. And so we buy these uh, treats now that are called thinkers. Mm-hmm thinkers <laughs> um and then they go through the middle and literally it's kept arthur entertained while i'm at work for like six hours oh that's so nice so it's almost like not a kong but it's like you put a treat into this thing yeah and it, it entertains your dog for a while yeah pretty okay much. we'll put the link in the show notes yeah for everything we talk about today it doesn't but... sound as good as it is but it's yeah. like literally been a game changer in my whole life well if it's able to entertain arthur who is very hard to i mean like he's smart so he figures puzzle toys out pretty quickly yeah he can he's small so he can get his little nose into kongs and stuff exactly yeah so if it's it's able to entertain him he's very much a a head dog when it comes to those types of toys and this kind of forces him to use his paws a little bit more Mm. and so i've liked that yeah yeah cute i know he's adorable (laughs) i know adorable um okay on to my recommendations We've got, okay, this actually came out in April, this TV show. It's called Shadow and Bone. It's on Netflix. Izzy, highly recommend. Definitely watch it if you haven't yet. Um, Shadow and Bone? I've literally never even heard of it. What? Yeah. It's like hyped on Netflix. Is it? Oh, God. Okay, okay. Here we go. Let's go in on my watch list. Yeah, put it on your list. Um, Shadow and Bone, the, the premise, it is a fantasy show. So if you thought that Winx one was okay, the fate, yeah, you were like, oh, that one was good. This, this one is, is actually bad. good. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but the best thing is it's actually based on two book series that have been woven together into this TV show. So oh. to make the TV show, I think a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? Dynamic. Okay. And so it's ba- it's based on two book series that I have read because all I do is read fantasy novels. And so Shadow and Bone is one series and then the other series is called Six of Crows and it's got the characters and kind of the premises of both series woven together into this TV series. So this is kind of a book recommendation wrapped in a TV. Highly recommend the show. It's got like, I think eight episodes. Only one season so far produced by Netflix. You can find it on there. I thought it was a really great diverse cast as well. So I liked that. I thought like all the sets and the costumes, everything was really well done. It was like I pictured it in the book. Oh, okay. Which is rare. That's good. So that's cool. I do like that they wove these two series together. It, both series are by the same author, Lee Bardugo. So go read both series and watch the TV show. Um, Have your book talk people been talking about it? They have been. Mainly, they have been talking about Benjamin Barnes, who plays General Kerrigan. Oh, 
buddy. That alone, <laughs> that alone, go watch Shadow and Bone just to just to watch him because he is delicious in <laughs> that show. But also the other guy who I was a little bit shocked about, it's the guy who plays Matthias. Matthias? What I don't know. They say it with the next. Matthias? Is that how you say it? I don't know. Matthias Helvar. His name is Callahan Skogman. Anyway, in the show, he was giving me like hardcore Chris Evans, Captain America kind of vibes, which I was down <laughs> for. But then in real life, eh, I don't know. I don't know. But in the show, I was like, okay, hey. Hey, <laughs> hey you. Hi. <laughs> so him and Benjamin Barnes, who plays General Kerrigan, go watch it just for that. Okay. But So those are my recommendations. I read another book that I really, really enjoyed that I want to recommend for everyone. It's called The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. It's a bit more of a wordy book, and it's it's very descriptive. However, the premise and the plot was fantastic. It's about a girl who was born in like 1700s France. Mm -hmm. She made a deal with someone and accidentally kind of like they tricked her. She lives forever, but no one can forget her or no one can remember her. Excuse (gasps) me. So... (sighs) She can never, like, actually make her mark on history. Yeah. So it's like she lives forever, but but for no, no one reason. remembers. Yeah, exactly. It's like almost for no reason. Yeah. And so it's just like this whole premise of how she's still trying to live a life and be remembered when she can't – when people can't actually remember her. And, and so that's why I mean it's a bit wordy and a bit descriptive is because mm. there's not much dialogue. That so can happen. Can people remember like what she did, but not who she is? Like if she made a song, no, be- they she, wouldn't be able to remember the song unless she made the song with them. So if they mm. made the song, so that's kind of her the whole. Pre- I don't want to yeah. spoil it too much, but okay. it, it was a little bit of that. Um, that sounds fun. It was good. It was really yeah. good. And and basically, though, this isn't too much of a spoiler. No one can remember her until one guy does. And so that, mm, and so, yeah. So I would say it has a romance aspect to it. Yeah. Definitely. But it's also about her. It's, it's got really his, good historical stuff because it kind of flashes back from mm. her time in 1800s Paris and then forward and yeah. all this. And so, highly recommend. That sounds good. It was a good one. It was, it was the kind like I had to think about life. I couldn't speed read through because, yeah. as most of you guys know, I, read a ton and i'll just finish like a book a day and i had to this one took me i think like four or five days so that means it'll take me a whole year (laughs) (laughs) it's probably has something to do with types of books i read (laughs) maybe they're a little too easy um and then of course olivia rodrigo's album literally have no idea who that is okay she's the one who (laughs) sings driver's license this is driver's license what is he Ah! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you do? Okay, okay. This is the whole reason that I added in the section of we need to do lifestyle recommendations. Mainly so I can get up to speed. Apparently for you. It's not for any of the listeners. It's purely because Izzy does not keep up on anything pop culture, anything it's true. Trending I'm, things. I'm currently watching 2018 Love Island. Like that's how far behind I am. That's so. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm so getting that's there. why I added in in this. <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo, she has a new album out. I freaking love it. It's a banger. Oh god, she's Do I have good. to watch it when it's sunny. 
Or can I watch it? No, it's a, oh, it's can a, I listen to it? Sorry. Yeah. Can I listen to it when it's sunny? Or is it more of a rainy fine. vibe? Some of them are rainy. Some of them are, are not. See, that's tough because what I listen to depends on the weather. I would say like just turn it on. On an overcast day, could go like on way. on on a car ride, and then just kind of like go you're like it doesn't it. matter about the weather. Yeah. No, no, no. I understand what you're saying, but I think personally, I'm the type of person who the music I like it's very little to do with instrumental. It's all mm. about the lyrics and the actual singing ability of the, the person. Yeah, and so mm. which is why I like Adele and things like that. Yeah. So she is kind of like that. Okay. I'm not saying that she's like Adele. I'm just saying that's that's what I gravitate to. Yeah. And and so I do like I like the album. I'll give it a go. I so feel like it, we need to pause this so I can listen to it and then I can give my opinion no, on it. No, you can give your opinion next episode. Next it's time like, you're on. It's like a month away. It's gonna take you a month to read the book and listen to the album. You know what? It's gonna take me longer than we have to come back to the book in like six months. So that's how long it's gonna take me. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Well, Don't and the book. Whew. Yeah. That's like a lot you of homework lot. for me. You have a lot of homework to do, Izzy. I know. It's Where okay. am I going to fit Love Island in? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think, I think that's the end of our recommendation section. Yeah. Let's go into the pet, the monthly pet updates now. What's new in Petland? Pet world. Pet world. Dog world, specifically. Um, lots of stuff, actually. I'm so... A university in Sweden just came out with a, a study that uh, they were studying the relationship between dogs and their owners and what stress has to do with that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, they were trying to see if the stress the stress level of the owner had any effect of the stress level of the dog. And I think this is all something that everyone has theorized previously, but with no evidence to back it up. If mm-hmm. you are stressed, you know that your dog can feel it. Yeah. Um, so they decided to study that uh, relationship by testing the levels of cortisol in human hair and the dog's hair. Um, and lo and behold, they proved it. If you are stressed, your dog is also going to release the same stress hormones. Interesting. And yes. Yeah. Which is what's interesting is that it was more prevalent in herding breeds than in any other breed of dog. Mm. Um, and they thought this was because herders working breed they have been bred to mirror the actions and the emotions of their owner from when they were herding all of the cattle and stuff you know if the Mm -hmm. the owner is like you know i don't i've never herded sheep or anything before so i can't even give a good analogy on it but (laughs) they are bred to to mirror the actions of their owners okay Um, so all of those stressed out Aussies and cattle dogs and corgis out there maybe maybe they're stressed because we as a society Mm -hmm. are stressed (laughs) maybe we're at fault here (laughs) yeah so I think it's I think the takeaway from this study is is if you're looking for an emotional support dog or a service dog herding breeds aren't bred for that Mm -hmm. um they are bred to be a companion dog and to like be with humans and work alongside humans but they've been bred to work in like that open environment and it's a very active job yeah and it's not necessarily a emotional job Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like that's why you usually gravitate more towards labradors golden retrievers for those service dogs Mm -hmm. um, because that's what they've been bred to do yeah versus actually like 
going out and doing a job that's external of its human, mm-hmm. if that, that makes sense. No, that makes sense because on the last episode with Kelsey of Little PNW Pups, um, I asked her if she thought when she was going through all of the allergy issues with her corgi, Ava, I was like, well, could your other dog, Aspen, who's a golden retriever, do you think that that he was stressed too? Because mm-hmm. I know if I was like constantly fiddling with Lupin, you know, being like, oh, bathing him and stuff. I know Albie would get like he would know something that was happening in the household and yeah. would kind of get a little like nerved out too. So I asked her and she's like, no, Aspen was it was was like normal, even keel as usual, because he's so like aloof and just like everything's great all the time. And yeah. He's a golden retriever. So it kind of I kind of see that. I think that yeah. makes sense. That's a good learning. That's a good takeaway from it, though, yeah. was that it was more common in the herding breeds. Yeah. And I think yeah. that just like, and it's so funny because I think a lot of people gravitate towards herding breeds because, they're, because they and, are so smart. Because they are smart. They're yeah. easy to train. They do love being with humans, mm-hmm. but it's a different type of relationship. So I think it just all goes back to what are you looking for in a dog? Yeah. And is... A herding breed really right for you. I like that. Especially, you know what? That's another argument because, you know, even though my hound dogs are smart in their own way, there it's not very much as in like a human. It's not it's not in the way of, of a herding breed mm-hmm. would be. And and the argument that people are always like, oh, why wouldn't you want like a super smart dog? I love that my dog is smart. It's like, yeah, that's great. But also, are you then the smarter they are, maybe they're more subject to the human experience. Yeah. You know, think, quote unquote, the human experience of yeah. like dealing, managing stress and having yeah. like varying emotions and recognizing when things are going bad. And yeah. So that, yeah, that's a really interesting study. We'll add that link in the show notes. Um, the next one I thought was very interesting is there's this whole premise of people or there's this whole idea that when the pandemic started, tons of people went out and adopted dogs or got puppies, which is where the term pandemic puppies comes from. Many of you may have heard this. It was in the news, you know, really when the pandemic started. Well, now we're a year later, restrictions are being lifted. And there's a huge concern in the animal industry that many dogs are going to now be returned to the shelters or many of those pandemic puppies are now a year old and are going to be start trying to be rehomed because people are going back to work or people maybe didn't put in the effort for the training of that dog because they were home all the time and now they can't handle their dog when they go back to their you know quote unquote regular lifestyle so that has been the assumption is that there's going to be a huge rise in rehoming or dogs that need to be rehomed however I found an article by the New York Times. It says there's absolutely no evidence to state that yet. So they have surveyed um, thousands of different shelters. They've looked at kind of all the numbers. And as of right now, according to many of the top organizations like American Humane Society, things like that, there is no evidence that there has been an increase in dogs that need to be rehomed. So there has been an increase in dogs in shelters. However, it's back to the same levels as pre-pandemic. So it's just shelters opening back up to transfers yeah. and exactly. all that stuff. Yeah. So I think a lot of people don't realize that many shelters kind of, they were still operating, but they closed their doors to taking in, you know, maybe dogs from other states or dogs transfers from like international transfers or 
things like that. Maybe they weren't accepting as many owner surrenders from the public. Mm-hmm. So now they are, many shelters are opening back up as governments requested or government says it's okay. And so I think they're going back to normal levels. Mm-hmm. And they are not seeing an increase in returned dogs either. So they're not seeing dogs that were adopted out this time last year being returned, mm-hmm. like the same dogs. Um, so that's really interesting because a lot of people have been like saying, you know, there is going to be an increase. Yeah. However, it's still early days. Yeah, early days. And I feel numbers- like a lot of people are just starting to go back to work now. Um, mm-hmm. Or will be going back to work within the next six months. And then within that six months is when you're going to see a lot of the problems. However, so that's what the studies show. That's what the professionals are saying is no increase as far as yet. However, anecdotally, people are saying that they've seen an increase like on Pet Finder mm-hmm. of a lot of dogs that need to be re- rehomed, especially in that like year old, year and a half old range, which yeah. would kind of make sense that they were a pandi- pandemic puppy. So, you know, um, we had a friend who said that they've seen a lot of corgis on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so also a lot of greyhounds. Oh, pet, really? Around Pet Finder right now. Oh, interesting. I wonder though if, you know, we have like stats and figures of what shelters were doing last year. Yeah. I wonder if there's like any stats from Pet Finder of what their numbers were last year or yeah, what wonder- those statistics are like. Because is this kind of the same? Mm-hmm the same trend as shelters of it's just getting back to normal or yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. It makes me wonder too, if the shelters are not reporting an increase in numbers, but maybe there is an increase in private rehomings, mm. whereas people are posting their dogs to Craigslist or pet finder or something. And so they're just rehoming their dog themselves. So yeah. those are the type of statistics we wouldn't have access to. Yeah, as I said, people are saying that they have been seeing more yeah, I dogs guess the available that seem to be pandemic puppies. Pet so finder, give us your stats from last year. Yeah, we'll we'll keep you guys updated on that that on the whole pandemic puppy dogs being rehoming if that changes over the next few months. We'll keep an eye on it for you guys and update you in the next monthly scoops if anything changes. Uh but yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting that as of right now no evidence t- to s- support that. And it's cool that the New York Times like wrote something about that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Next update. Um, so there is a new drug on the market right now um, called Synovatin. It's a radioactive, minimally radioactive, I'll say, uh, joint injection for osteoarthritis. And basically, in a nutshell, Dogs get this injection. It's been studied in the elbows, but they're currently expanding that into different joints of the anatomy. Um, So it gets injected into the joint while they're under anesthesia, and it stops the inflammatory cycle of arthritis, um, Mm. or decreases it at least. So it's a disease-modifying drug, basically. Um, And it's been proven in studies that dogs have actually weaned themselves off, or with their owner's help, (laughs) (laughs) weaned off pain medication and anti-inflammatories from it so Mm -hmm. older dogs who are on NSAIDs like Rimadyl um, or Galaprant um, or pain relief like Tramadol, um, Gabapentin that kind of thing Mm -hmm. no longer needed they get these injections once a year and that's it yeah which is incredible that's really impressive I mean if there's a dog who's on chronic pain medication because Mm -hmm. of 
arthritis and they're able to get this injection once a year instead. Yeah. And especially dogs that have like the early onset arthritis, you know, dogs exactly. that are like still five years old. Yeah. And it has been proven obviously more effective in younger dogs. Um, and there are dogs out there who are, you know, two, three years old with chronic pain from arthritis. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're the ones who have benefited the most from it. But it's very, very interesting. Uh, the first dose was given in the US uh, just a couple of months ago, I think somewhere on the East Coast. And there's only a handful of clinics in the nation who have who have started doing it. Okay. Lots of hoops to jump through just since it's radioactive. Um, it is more stable than um, iodine for hmm. anyone who is familiar with. That's interesting. With that, um, yeah. you're exposed to more if you get like a, a CT as a human yeah um so it's like very minimally radioactive yeah um but anyway it does mean that there's a few department of health hoops that clinics will have to jump through but mm. um it's pretty incredible um so if you do have a dog with chronic pain would definitely recommend talking to your primary vet yeah um, what's the name of the drug again synovitin synovitin okay yeah yeah I'll put so a link in the mention show notes. it to your vet they probably don't yeah. have access to it yet but maybe yeah If it's only something that's once a year, maybe there's somewhere nearby. Yeah. You'll probably have to go to a specialist. A lot of places is going to be like a board certified surgeon or uh, rehabilitation specialists. Yeah. But if you know a dog that deals with that, maybe, you know, you have a friend who has a bulldog who Mm -hmm. has, you know, lots of arthritis, joint problems, whatever. A good option for them good option and then just another heads up if you're not a good if your dog's not a good candidate for that there's another one that is um currently in the process of being fda approved i'm um, called librella made by zoetis um and hopefully that should be getting approved um by the fda within the next six months um it's a sub q injection um every i want to say every three months um sub q means subcutaneous Sorry, folks. (laughs) Subcutaneous under the skin. Under the skin. So not in the muscle or anything like that. It's just like a vaccine. Um, that should be getting approved soon. But studies in Europe are looking friggin' stellar. So watch out for that. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's really interesting. Next update that these two next ones are are not I don't know, they're they're a bit hard to talk about, but I felt like it was we felt like it was important to bring it up. And so one is there is a breeder who breeds Border Collies. They're uh, very well known on Instagram and many Instagram famous Border Collies are actually from these breeders and um, they're younger. They're they're very well regarded. And unfortunately, they had a fire in their home. They lost all of their belongings as well as a few of their dogs passed away. So they were called Platinum Border Collies. We'll add the show notes or we'll add the link in the show notes. They do have a GoFundMe if you want to donate. Um, I don't – we don't know them personally or anything, but some of our guests were posting about it because they um, know these these breeders. And so it just – it's really sad, but I, I felt like we should talk about it. One, because that's just something that's so, so hard to go to, through. We don't know the um, – the background of how the fire started or any, or anything like that. But honestly, it doesn't really matter. You know, if you can imagine losing your dog in a fire, that's just absolutely awful. And so go ahead and donate if you can. We already have. But then also, 
I feel like there's some learnings. This is a homework that you guys can take away is make sure you have a fire safety emergency plan for you and your dogs. And so, as I said, we don't know what happened with their fire if they were home and if they could have implemented this fire safety plan. But really think about that. You know, there's stickers out there that say there's a pet in this home, you know, to, to alert the firefighters that you can put on your front windows. I've thought about this. We sleep on the top floor of our house. What if there's a fire below? Like, how are we going to lower Lupin down? Yeah, and, that's a good point. Yeah. How are we we ourselves yeah. even going to get down? Because it's it's like the third floor kind yeah, of. Yeah, me too. And so, yeah. So just little mm-hmm. things like that. That's your homework. Last week, your homework was about the microchip. This week, everyone's homework is just give it a thing. Come up with some kind of plan so that you're ready if something like that were to happen. Do what you can to mitigate the risk. Yeah. And last update or last monthly scoop portion is there's some – there was some drama that happened this past month with um, two YouTubers and they were Nikki and Dan Filippi and they had to unfortunately euthanize their dog because of his behavioral issues. So their dog's name was Bowser. He was a bull terrier and he nipped at their young son, who I believe was like one or two years old, somewhere in that range, and nipped at their young son, did catch him in the face. And and so they decided to go ahead and um, proceed with, with putting Bowser to sleep. And the YouTubers then made a video explaining their decision and kind of what happened. The internet went for them. Many, many influencers, fellow YouTubers, um, just anything, everyone, everyone kind of came for them commenting on their Instagram and their YouTube and saying, how could you do this? You should have rehomed your dog, all of that. We're not bringing this up to share our opinions on what they should or should not have done or like what because we really don't know the entire situation we just know what they explained in the video however this is just i think i think we need to say behavioral euthanasia has unfortunately it does have a place yeah in society we we have talked about it previously we've talked about it with our previous guest charlotte with dogs um izzy and i both had to experience that working at the shelter with behavioral euthanasias it's Sometimes it is the most humane course of action for an animal, and that's really, really hard. We're not necessarily defending or agreeing with these YouTubers, but we need to say that first off, because I think, I think one, you, you'll never, ever know. It's very easy to sit back and be like, well, you didn't do enough for that dog, or there, this could have been a solution, but at some point, Absolutely all options have been exhausted. And unfortunately, that's the point that at that point it is a behavioral euthanasia sometimes can happen. And so, however, speaking specifically to this situation, going to just toss out, I watched the whole video about them. It sounds like Bowser had aggressive issues. Tendencies. Yeah, his, his whole life to dogs, to people, um, around food, was food reactive, dog reactive, all of that. He literally could not leave the house without 
the husband, Dan Felipe, being the one who like walks him and he had a muzzle on and all of that. What really kind of struck me as odd is never once did they say that they talked to a trainer or a behaviorist about these issues. It sounds like they just tried to work around them in the Mm -hmm. home. And I found that very odd saying that the dog was nine years old. And since he was a puppy, he was having these issues and they never, it just now, it got to the point where unfortunately Bowser had to be put to sleep. But it, it does make me question a little bit, like, did he have to be put to sleep or did you just ignore the problem for so long? And it got bad. That it got so bad. Yeah. Or maybe not ignore, but just try to work around. Yeah. Um, Was that just like a bit of information that, you know, I think a lot of people like assume like, well, of course we would do that. Yeah. And maybe they just didn't put it in the video. I mean, we really don't know. We don't know. That's something that we thought was odd. I just feel like it's a learning that that everyone can kind of just take away from the situation. As I said, we're not going to... We're not going to say that they did the right thing or didn't because we don't know everything Mm. and we're not going to attack people online for for no reason. But I think just the learning that you can take away from that is this is a a saying that a trainer had that I really, really liked. Um, And it was once that behavior is in the dog's repertoire, it will always be in the dog's repertoire. So once once a dog exhibits a behavior it will always be in their rep- repertoire. Yeah, it can always come back. Exactly. It's always something to be managed. Yes. And so it sounds like they kind of did let their kid just go up to the dog and like pull the dog's ears and, um, you know, wake it up when he was sleeping and the dog would kind of like growl and walk away. And so it just it really seemed like it wasn't fully managed in an appropriate way. So this is just us saying if your dog or a dog you know experience or exhibits any reactive type of behavior, really you need to address it right off the bat. Yeah, with a professional. Yes, with a professional. Don't just be like, oh, you know, we'll just crate him when this happens or whatever, you know, like, oh, we'll just put stick him in a separate room or, you know, like maybe that is a fix that a trainer recommends, but... That's like something you do in the meantime until these other things that you're doing take effect. Like that's when, that's what you do while you're training. Yes, exactly, exactly. So you really, we just highly, highly recommend speak with a professional because you cannot fix these type of things yourself. Um, It will just end up getting worse until it gets so bad, you know, as in this case that unfortunately he he nipped at their kid. Um, So definitely work with a professional and it may be something that you have to work on the dog's whole life. Yeah. Number two, if you have children, it is your job to manage their relationship with the animal. So if you if you have kids or if someone that you know has kids that are around your dog, it is your job to keep your dog happy and safe as mm-hmm. well as keep the kid happy and safe. So mm-hmm. it's just really, really think about that um as well i think that's just like another learning that many people can take away from this yeah definitely um all right on something fun on to something more fun the monthly poll all right all right guys this month on the instagram we asked when you are out with your dog and your dog poops you've scooped it you've got it in a bag there are no 
public trash cans around. Yeah. Do you hold on to it until you either get home or you pass a public trash can or do you use someone else's trash can that's on the street so they're like own trash can? Yeah. So like a neighbor's has their trash can like it's in the front of their house or something. Do you what toss do it in you there? Do? What do you do? That was the question. And the answer is with 53%. So I think that was only like two more votes or something. The winner was you hold on to the bag until you can put it in a public bin or yeah. your personal one. I think that's definitely like morally correct. And that is that is the thing. So yeah. we had people – I had people who voted no or voted saying like no, don't throw it away to any old trash can. Like hold on to it. Mm-hmm. I had people voting that. But then they would DM me and be like, but <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, if it's trash day – and, you know, like their their can is full. I, I'll just toss it on top because I know that it'll get taken. Yeah, I guess like, if it's just been emptied, you don't want to put a smelly poop bag at the bottom of someone's bin. Like that's disrespectful. Yeah. But if it is getting picked up within a matter of hours, like they're not even going to know. It's such a moral conundrum. It is. It's such I a big thing. Yeah, I didn't even know I had an opinion on it. Because at, at first glance, you would think, well, it's, you know, a bin's a bin. Yeah. You know, what's the what's the difference? But when you think about it, it's like, well, no, I don't I don't want some I don't want a poop bag in my bin. Honestly, like when I walk Arthur, I never put my poop bag in my own bin. I I walk to a public bin yeah. because I don't want it in my bin. And I think that's the complaint of a lot of people mm. is that you're dumping like your gross, your dog smelly poop. Like you're dumping your dog's problem yeah. into their bin. Personally, yeah. like for me, if someone tossed something in my bin, I would not – or not something, like a poop bag. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Or even – you know what? If it's a mom of a child, if they dumped like a diaper. Like if I was like, I wouldn't care. I yeah. mean, as long as it's all sealed and like in a yeah. bag. Also, I think, dude, they're picking up their poop. Good on them. Yes, like, exactly. I'd much I'm rather not, it picked up. Yeah, I'd much rather them just pick it up and put it in my bin than not pick it up at all. I think, you know what? Okay, I think there's so many layers to this. Yeah, there is. One, there's the layer of like where you live. If you're in a really hot state, like mm. you live in like Arizona and it is burning outside and someone throws a poop bag into your bin that's empty into the bottom like you know it's gonna smell bad Mm -hmm. it's going to like the plastic poop bag is probably gonna melt or Mm -hmm. the compostable poop bag is probably gonna like start composting all of that kind of stuff there's so there's the weather the level two is the size of your bins if you're in the suburbs and everyone has like a big bin they have more than enough room there's that added but here like where i live more in the city it's everyone has a small trash bin where most people have one that's smaller yeah and then they have like a big compost and mm. so it's just like cutting down on waste everyone pays for the smaller one rather yeah. than the big one and so there's that added in it's like hey if i get like five poop bags thrown in there that that actually does take up a decent amount of space in my yeah. small little bin i think also added in there is the layer of what type of walk you're on that you need to toss it away in the bin yeah why can't you keep hold of it if i'm on a walk 
I don't really care. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, if I pass a public can, then I'll toss it away. But if I'm like, if I'm just walking through the neighborhood, whatever, if I'm on a run, like, hell no. Am I going to like, <laughs> hell no. Am I going to carry that thing? Yeah. That is, I literally will go down an alleyway, look around for cameras to make sure no one can see me and toss it in someone's bin. <laughs> I do this. Like look when I go on a cameras. run. I do. Because everyone has their ring, you know, camera or whatever. Yeah. And I feel bad. And then I feel guilty after, which is when I post a poll like this. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it, there's so many layers to this, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, people are picking up their poo, so I'm, that just makes me happy. It just – exactly. I would mm. rather – yeah, I don't care if people use my bin and throw their poop bags in it. Yeah, mine's not on show, yeah. so it can't be used. That Well, that's the other thing is, mm. is their bin – like out and about right on the walkway yeah regularly because then there's a lot bigger of a chance that people are going to throw their stuff yeah. in there whereas if it's like around the back or like yeah. it's, if it's in a place that's obvious like do not use this like you have to go up someone's driveway yeah then that's an obvious no yeah, yeah. i think it's like if it's on the street if you've caught that neighborhood on bin day yes mm. yeah and i think that's the i think there's just so many nuances yeah takeaway take your dog on a walk in the morning before the bin men come yeah there you go guys that was our monthly poll thank you for voting we'll yes. think of something for next month let us know what you think yeah would love to hear your opinions as always all the things that we talked about the are in the show notes the links are in the show notes sometimes if you're on apple podcast um the show notes can be a little bit like the links cannot show up there's nothing I can do about that, but they're on our link in our bio, all the show notes, the link should be linked in the episode there on our website and on Spotify as well. So plenty of resources good. and make sure you give us a follow on Instagram. We're at with the dog podcast. Facebook group is called I'm with the dog. And if you got this far, then please give us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you're lipping on if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love a five-star rating. It would mean so much to us. All you have to do is just tap five stars, and it would mean a lot. Thanks, folks. We'll see you next month. Oh, see you next month, Izzy. And yeah. you guys will see me next Wednesday. Goodbye. See ya. All content on With a Dog Podcast is for informational purposes only and should not replace professional advice, treatment or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer or behaviorist.